Hello, hello. Welcome to the Smokeiverse with Chris and Lauren. It's getting baked with the bakers. Woo! Another great evening here, smoking and joking and having a good old time, talking about the farm, what we got going on, and everything new in the world. Everything new, baby. Let's see. Our strain of the day is Lava Runs. What a beauty that is. So dark and purple. It's been kicking butt in this cold weather we've been having, and that's kind of, that's cool. And uh, definitely a, a, a great taste, you know, like this candied blackberry pie kind of flavor to it. And it has like a lingering taste, too. Uh-huh, it's cool. Every single time you pull, it's a, it's a nice full pull. Nice full pull. That's a good one. <laughs> a mouthful. This is bred by Cannabis Seed Co. Um, we also have some blueberry runs going for some mothers and she is beautiful she's got some big old full leaves and i've i think the runs has been a really good run we ran some this summer out at sweet valley yep and those blueberries are super promising yeah some good genetics that's for sure some great color on it too you can tell it's definitely going to be another great dark strain i mean even though it's it's staying warm on the indoor it's still just showing some pretty awesome expressions that I think it's it's going to be a lot of fun to get to grow out in the greenhouse and yeah I think even this on the summer run of this lava runs we saw some pretty cool colors yeah they weren't as deep as the ones that are running on our light depth but they were pretty dark as well yep but yeah for our farm update yeah we still got the same babies going got our lava (laughs) runs and our cherry squares we just transplanted some chiquitas yep we started running out of room in our, our little old veg space, so we had to transplant about 30 They're chiquitas. They're though. Uh-huh, man. They were getting big. They filled up their space. They're definitely going to yeah. love it out there in the greenhouse, and that's we're excited to run that strain again. And then again here later this year, we'll have, we have a couple more that we saved that we'll get to run because, man, that chiquita is just an amazing a strain. We yeah, grew. this summer it grew... That thing was so tall. Yeah, I remember a good how 10, tall 12 it was. Yeah, good 10, 12-foot tall and about 8-foot across and definitely our biggest one out in the field. Oh, it was cool so to cool. see. It was definitely cool to see. But, yeah, those on the Chiquitas, I think with them, just this, the spacing and stuff, they'll be perfect for the height that they are. Because oh, yeah, some they, plants, you don't really get a benefit yeah. if they're that small. They have that, that great stack to it and everything, and the, and the great stretch, too. So going into flower, they'll, they'll fill out their space really well, so... That's a good one to find in strains. And yeah, they were quick to transplant. We did a little yeah. bit of... Some new top dressing. Yeah. Mixed up some top dressing and some of our soil from last season. A little bit of oats on the top. Yep, some oats and help with some silica. and yeah, no. Just did SST on those babies today. Yep. Oh, they were loving it. We also transplanted a bunch of our moms into three-gallon fabric pots yep. to keep them going. Some guide dogs, some forbidden fruit, some bubba kush. And well, what's that two-to-one? Two Oh, yeah, we got our two-to-one uh, blueberry super, super skunk. skunk. yeah. That's a, man, that's a beautiful plant. I just uh, realized it's, we... it's got some great spacing, some, it's going to yeah. make some great clones, and so that's, that's good. That one's we wanna, impressive. We'd love to run several beds of that, so we could have a whole bunch of two-to-one CBD dominant to have available for the patients. Yeah, and they clearly clone well, so. As we've, we've been out doing some drops and talking to dispensaries to get our stuff out there onto the shelves, and always bringing up our one-to-one we have available and a lot of people really do seem interested in that so it'll be cool to see kind of hit they, and miss how they take to the two-to-one mm-hmm. it's a it's we do have a lot of people saying that they want to see the one-to-one in gummies or something like that so we might have to see what we can't do about Getting helping out on that end but so that's it that's definitely fun 
Yeah, at least for no, to know for the future that people are looking for that. Yep. Yeah, we have been going to a lot of dispensaries, which is cool because you get to meet a lot of people. You get to get, you know, your information out there, kind of get a little bit of feedback from what they're used to. Get, you know, you get some characters, that's yeah. for sure. It has been cool. One thing I've noticed is that as we've been going out is the pricing has been going down a lot. So that's kind of, that's yeah. nice to see, you know, the the, I mean, it's hard for the farmer how low the price per pound has gotten, but to see that it's also getting cheaper on the patient side is, is amazing. Of, yeah, yeah that's you nice. got some definite, genuine people out there. And when I mean characters, I mean every single person is a different person. You're not, you don't have the same person in any dispensaries. Yeah. We love it. Yeah, I mean, they're cool. They got a lot of questions. Yeah, I, lo- I love seeing everybody's different layout and what their take oh, on what yeah. a dispensary should look like and yeah. what how inviting it should be or just the atmosphere they have going inside of it. There's some really fun and exciting spots to be that I'd want to, you know, I wish they had a, a stool and a counter in there so I could just go pull up and hang, hang out, out for the afternoon. <laughs> like and, a little milkshake shop. Yep, top shop and just have some fun because there, there's some really cool spots out there. You can yeah. tell some people are really putting a lot of passion and love into setting up their dispensary. And you can definitely great. see what they value as medicine too. Because yep. they'll have a lot of, you know, if, what, they, if they if they like edibles, they'll have a bunch of edibles. Yeah, what's, what their what all their signs are, yeah. what their banners lean towards, and what's sitting up on the top of their shelf and mm-hmm. proudly displayed. And yeah, no, that's that's definitely cool. Yeah, I do like it. I like seeing every single one and just listening to them. We did but, go into one of our favorite dispensaries here tonight, didn't we? To get some, some oh yeah, edibles Emerald for Cut. Cooper. Yep. Went to Emerald Cut in Pecola, and that's that's always fun because they carry some of our pre rolls, so it's cool to get to see our or Sweet Valley Farms pre-rolls on the shelf there yeah. and we picked up so some exciting. trifecta edibles for Cooper because those really really hit the spot for him. Yeah we've been doing a one-to-one oil and then we just decided you know we like to switch back and forth and he was ready for some gummies and he loves those trifecta gummies. Yeah he, he loves going in there too that's one of his favorite dispensaries to get to go to because again such a great beautiful setup they're so friendly they they are great with talking directly to Cooper and letting him look at the edibles and seeing what they have he's available. He's so professional with it too. Yep. He hands him his card. He is just rocking and rolling. Yep. He's looking around asking if they have anything new. He knows what he likes and it's cool. It's cool to see them respond in such an opening way. Yeah. Especially, you know, because he time might... We, go ahead. No, yeah. This time we came in, they had a new, uh, new employee working there along with one of their older working employees there and it was his first time that he'd gotten to see a child patient in there and see a child's card and everything. So it was cool for him to get to learn that experience. And then, I mean, that that was one of the first, when we took Coop the first time there, it, they were surprised it was their first child patient and a new process going through the system of putting his name and info into the computer and all that. And such a great experience for everybody around. They're always so friendly and always love seeing Cooper. So it's And love getting to learn. They always have questions too, which is cool because... I yeah. mean, it is different having a child and, you know, whenever, having different needs. Whenever we go on the road as a family around around the state and stuff like that, we always try and stop in at one or two dispensaries and take Cooper in with us just so that they can get to meet another meet a child patient because a lot of them haven't had child patients in before and get to see the other side of the industry and the market and the patients. And it's, it's really fun because it's an eye-opener for a lot of dispensaries and we've had them say that, wow, this is really what we set up for was for the patient to really get to see a patient come in that it's it's cool it's a great experience for everyone all around yeah and you never really 
you never really think you're going to run out of meds, but when you do, it's nice to have a backup yep. spot. Yep, that's Even for if sure. it, you know, all over the state, and we love to travel, so that's yeah. our, one of our big things is exploring and meeting new people. But yeah, we're heading up towards OKC here before too long, and down to the like most southernest corner over yep. here. And it's it's cool seeing all the different dispensaries, calling them. We like you know. to. We definitely like to try and hit the smaller areas too. Yeah, that and that aren't on weed maps. You can't really tell because yeah. you. That's of, where you find the little mom and pops that are super genuine, and it's a good conversation. Yeah, it is. It's, it's definitely fun getting to talk to those people and seeing why they got into it, and you know, yeah, just talking about the different side of it, and it's it's always cool. I liked over at Rock and Reggie's. Yeah, she was, she was so genuine too about asking questions and yep. she we like she to bring really our test, test results, results. Yeah. yeah she was getting so pumped because you could just see the different terpenes and how she, many were in the she definitely looks at test results all day oh, and she yeah. could see the difference in ours and that that really made her excited how how much ours were standing out how wide of a spectrum we had in all of our flower and how each one each page as she went from strain to strain kept just being a knockout every single time and yeah. having this and they're consistent they have a consistent amount of you know a large amount of terpenes and a bunch of different cannabinoids yep. not just one or two and great numbers too so it's it's awesome to see what else we got going on here Our quality. quality inputs for quality meds so one thing that's been, it's its the beginning of the outdoor season for everybody, for both commercial and the home growers. Everybody's starting to kind of get their greenhouses ready or getting their yard and raised beds ready or even their, their indoor, their tents and everything. And we get, we get asked a lot about what a good soil or a good medium is to use to grow in. And this is one of those spots that a lot of people think, oh, it's just soil, it's just dirt. But you really got to stop because this is the first step to giving yourself a good fighting chance to get great meds in the end with less work too also. And yeah, I mean, if you got good quality from the beginning, your plants are going to be healthier. They're going to be more resistant towards bugs or, you mm -hmm. know, towards any of mold those issues. And, yeah. Yep. And really having a good a soil with good aeration in it, like we like to recommend having something that's at least 30% aeration so that the roots can get good oxygen and you're not getting an overly dense soil that the that it's hard for it to the plant to move through and really do what it needs to do to get a large plant up on top of the soil and as well as having good quality nutrients in the soil that are going to you know feed the plant right at the right rate is you know a big thing that is easy to overlook because if you get a good soil from the start then that's going to be less nutrients you're going to have to feed the rest of the way through because if you have buying a good soil you can get a good four to six weeks of veg time out of just what's in the soil so that can help save you on the end if you just get something that's a couple bucks more per bag yeah and really all, all that soil life that is already there from the beginning it's mm -hmm. important to more encourage that you know yep. help it work together than to add a feed that's not appropriate which you know it, having quality meds it's important to feed appropriately and yep. make sure that it's something that works best for you yeah you know i mean that, that's another thing because we always do get asked about nutrients to run because there's a lot of stuff out there that's just so expensive and we always you know anybody that reaches out we'll always talk to them and see what we can't do that works best for their scenario but you know a good soil will help you save on the nutrients and then you can you know yeah not buying a, 
a feed regimen that's going to kill off your soil life because that's a big part of having a good healthy plant is having that good healthy soil life and it's hard to see people um growing one way or you know or like living soil organic and then all of a sudden they just don't feel like they're doing quite enough and they'll go in and they'll feed it with something and you're like oh yeah you you can't really bounce you can bounce back from it but but it it can hinder just a tiny bit yeah i mean it kind of hurts you know we see a lot of people too running a lot of a lot of different fungal inputs or microbial inputs all at once and we, we kind of preach this concept of outcompete or be outcompeted. And it goes for, you know, for our, our, our IPMs and our mold man- managements and keeping a healthy plant and keeping healthy soil life and all that. But it also applies to if you're putting too much of, you know, too wide a variety of bacteria or fungi and beneficial fungi into your soil that doesn't coexist well together, that might outcompete each other, you're kind of wasting your money putting them in like that because one's just going to beat the other one out. It's not necessarily going to hurt your plant, but it's not going to help you any with what you're doing. You're kind of wasting just, money. You're wasting and money time. and effort, and yeah, it's just it's not a great thing. So, it's one of those keeping it simple will kind of do you better in the end by just you know helping you out. And we learned that a lot this year. It was easy in Colorado on such a small scale, but whenever we scaled up, it was a lot different. We mm-hmm. learned so much this year. I mean, just we, even like. With our predator mites, for instance, yeah. we only had a we really only ran a certain kind up in Colorado. We had such a wild environment in Colorado yeah. too that it was very particular on what could survive up in that super hot, super dry environment. Mm-hmm. And so we, we, we our approach was so much different than how we wanted to. We should have gone about it here, and that's something we definitely learned about is releasing more predator mites, timing them a little bit differently and also expanding our, our variety of species that we need to be releasing you know, and looking into you know, predator, predator wasps as well to help deal with the caterpillar and moths and stuff like that. And that's... It's crazy to see it in action too. Yeah, it is. Because you'll see, they'll, they live a lot longer out here. It was funny, one day we were in the house and we're looking out the window and we see these bugs and we see a bunch of them. We're like, what are those? And we're like, those are lace wings. Yeah. Oh my gosh, those are so many lace yeah. wings. And we look all over the house and they've just laid eggs. Yep, all over the outside yeah, of the house. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's cool to see them, you know, multiplying like that. Yeah, up in Colorado, we had, we'd have to release all the time mm-hmm. just to try and keep, keep them alive. And, you know, keeping a special environment inside the greenhouse was hard too, just to keep the the predators alive because it was so hot and harsh they would just dry out and die off and mm-hmm. yeah it's it's different here the the bug life it's it's, it's cool. bad but it's also it's cool we love it. I mean even the bad bugs we we got a kick out of seeing some of the shit out there this year that was just so yeah it was different it was funny because me and Cooper we were in Colorado we heard this weird noise and we're like what is that what is that and we saw this praying mantis huge like all swole up like doing like this ticking noise. And this summer, we saw more praying mantises than I've ever seen, way bigger than that one. And we thought that thing was radical. We actually found five different praying mantis eggs, and we're going to keep them for next year. We actually brought one from Colorado. Yeah, Yeah, we brought one from Colorado thinking we're going to save ourselves this hassle of getting (laughs) getting some extra extra praying mantis. And then, yeah. Harvest this year, we just kept finding them all over the place and keeping them and saving them so that we could re-release them next year. Use what's in your environment. Do some research. Yeah. We left some green links out. They are wonderful at 
handling some my issues and mm-hmm. bugs and just your natural occurrences. Yep, seeing what seeing what really thrives here yep. in our natural environment and then using that to our benefit is, you know, a really great way to go. And exactly. We were it was funny our partner, she was so worried about Bermuda Bermuda grass. Uh-huh. And we actually used it for our benefit in part of our cover crop. It was yep. Yeah, that was awesome. It was cool to see it like they, work its way up, and then it will be up in the pot, and we're like, you know what, let's roll with it. They told us in the beginning of the year that how how bad the army worms were in previous years about going out in the field and you know stomping the ground and clapping your hands. You could see the ground move with all the army worms, and she was really worried about that. But we, you know, hearing that took took advantage right away and went and got you know this the proper species of nematodes that help deal with army worms and oh, went man, out there. Oh we went everywhere to get them too. Yeah we went out, yeah I know we went out to so many <laughs> grocery stores just buying them out and then we went out and fully applied the entire field all around the entire grow multiple Twice, times. Yeah. yeah. Actually and more than that. The, the army worms weren't even an issue for us mm-hmm. this year because we had them so well so well saturated in the soil that before the army worm could even make it to our pots they're crawling across the soil and getting eaten up by the, the nematodes and yeah. It's it's pretty cool to be able to you know they work with you and so yeah you know you out compete there's your out compete or be out competed if you can take Correct. your space inside your fence inside your greenhouse inside your tent and have it so dominant with beneficial organisms that you know the bad stuff can't get in and take that foothold you're really doing yourself good it's uh, it's hard sometimes for people to understand releasing predator mites mm-hmm. you're releasing bugs you're putting that on yourself to release them and you know have the issue there and you're like not all bugs are bad yep they're not they're not necessarily going after the plant tissue yeah. they're going after a very specific type of bug and all that and i mean everybody loves using ladybugs but sometimes ladybugs can't quite take care of it they they have a herd mentality of herding their prey and you know keeping them in group and not necessarily getting rid of it all the way so if you can use multiple insect species together to get all the work done you'll be doing you know really good and it's yeah. it's it's awesome it's it's nice to kind of have that in the back of your head because i mean when you go the the route of using a spray roll ipm to deal with a problem it's on you to go spray multiple times get it cleaned off your plants before flower get the problem dealt with all the way with all these you know applications of the spray but when you're doing it with predator mice as long as you don't have this massive infestation that you're trying to deal with even if you have a small infestation you can deal with it with predator mites but knowing that you can kind of go in and just do this like one or maybe two applications over several weeks and it's dealt with and you can pretty much set it and forget it and walk away and the predator mites are dealing with it for you it's a really comfortable feeling knowing that you're also not applying those extra chemicals and pesticides to the plant that could affect the plant surface life and make the plant, you know, get set back in a way. So it's, you know, it's another great route to, it helps you in more ways than you would think. Yeah. It's so cute. Our lady at the grocery store, she, I call her and she's like, you want me to order you some? Um, we're like the only people yeah. that order them. Yeah. I mean, and that's just it. A lot of people don't think about it because it's not sitting on the grocery store shelf, mm-hmm. but if they got a fridge that sells ladybugs or worms out of it, I guarantee you that they can get you predator mites and you just gotta ask them to call them in. And usually it's next day or within yeah. two days that shows up. So you're not waiting very long. Your problem's not gonna get out of hand while you're waiting to get them. They are there and you can 
get them applied. We actually it. schedule to release them. You know, yeah. even if we don't have a problem, we're just going to be ahead of it, especially with the nematodes. You can't go wrong with that. Mm-hmm. They're super easy to applicate. Make sure you read the back because yeah. <laughs> we almost applied them wrong the first time because yep. they're, they're different. Yep, they, they do. They kind of change the form it comes in in the package frequently and how you mix it with the water changes and all that. So, yeah, just reading the package, you know, and that's just it. Preventative maintenance yep. goes a really long ways and do yourself right. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're gonna spend the money, spend it right. We our one of our best investments is our microscope. Yep. And it was cool to take our soil from Colorado and test it and see the actual nematodes in the soil. Yep. When we brought it, you know, add a little bit of water to it, looked under the microscope. It's cool too with the kids because yeah, anything they, they want to look that. at, they can look at it. Yep. And and and. and Thinking you have a problem and seeing it and logging it in the memory bank. You really learn a lot more that way when you kind of get so in-depth into what happened. It really helps you learn what you should do to prevent it next time. That was a nice investment. And then we bought a submersible pump to water with here. Game changer. In Colorado, I'm so angry at all those days walking around with the The watering can. can. That was so humbling though. I'm not going to say that watering that way wasn't because you really got to spend so much time with the plants. You were able to be so hands-on, but the submersible pump, dude, that's $115. It gave us us that chance to change what we're focusing more time on and learning more about another aspect. And it's, yeah, you know, a small investment going on really long ways yeah. there for us. And no, definitely that was for sure. <laughs> I remember the first time we were like, why didn't we think about uh-huh. this? It took, I mean, we had so much going on getting ready this year. Mm-hmm. That it took us, you know, almost till the beginning of flower to get our, our drip lines and everything yeah. set up. And once we finally got that set up, the amount of time that oh, saved us. I felt oh, so wow. goofy. I was walking around, you know, yeah, checking yeah, everything. What do, do, what do I do with I'm, my hands? What do I do with my hands? Yeah. Oh, for flipping real, Flipping every dude. leaf, going yeah, around. Also having so much time. Yeah. That was great. Yeah, 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 that's one of those things. A little bit of money goes a long way sometimes. Yeah, res- like I said, respect yourself and what you do. Mm-hmm. You are valuable. Put some time and effort in. There's there's places out there, we, you know, we love Steep Hill. You can take your soil, your inputs, whatever you want, and for $80, they test everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. not, I mean, within reason. I don't remember exactly what it entails, but you can call them and get any amount of yep. pricing. And you don't have to be a commercial grow either. Yep. They do personals. Um, yep. and knowing that, knowing that safety net of what you're putting in is clean and not going to cause you any problems and all yeah. that. Because you would be surprised how many of the regular common scene inputs that you can buy at your local grow store actually will test for heavy metals, even simple pH up and down products can test high for heavy metals and mm-hmm. so knowing that is really important I mean we have a large list of products that are known that have failed tests before that we're, we're always happy to share and there's a couple labs in Oklahoma that I know are also doing tests on amendments and inputs and all that that are always happy to share that information and it's for the benefit of everybody so it's always something that's worth reaching out and yeah and you can always on. ask if they have those test results on hand yep but yeah, I would like I said, if you're already doing it, you might as well do it right. Yeah. And that might seem like a lot of money, but in the end, to save you. Yeah. Yeah. Save adverse you so reactions. Much, yeah. yeah. I mean, just taking taking one or two steps every year. Because I mean, we we this will be our eighth year this year, and we definitely try and move forward slowly so that we can really grasp every single change 
to the fullest to make sure we're prepared and ready for the next step without overwhelming ourselves with trying to learn too many things or learn too many new elements. And so every year, if you can just, you know, change one or two things or, you know, really maybe even just changing your process so it's in more of an ergonomical way to where it's not so hard for you to work and it's easier on you yourself and it's, you know, it really makes the experience that much more enjoyable and helps keep that therapeutic value to it. And it's, yeah. it's important. Growing is, is good for so many reasons. Mm-hmm. It helps you, you know, become one with the earth. It's important. Yep, it makes you feel better just yeah. knowing that you're kind of like, being doing around your part it, to take it care in. of yourself and yeah. take care of everything around you. and It's like you, when you grow your own tomatoes. Yep, you might is. not get that much of a benefit. It might only save you a few dollars you here and there. You might only get a couple of tomatoes. But it's so sweet. You know, we always try to grow our own vegetables. And Amelia, she's a tomato baby. She mm-hmm. loves them. And I'm proud and, I enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, she pops them off and she'll go rinse them really quick and she'll hand them out to everybody. Oh, yep. it's the cutest yep. thing. Yeah, no, that's, that's it. When we got, we got a big plot we cleaned up on the front of our property that we're going to try and do some some veggies and all that so we can have them available to do ferments for feeds in the greenhouse as well as setting up a, a veggie stand out along the roadside just to you know change it up a little bit and, and have, have some on more hand. going on yeah because going and looking for it and making sure it's organic and yeah 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 it's gonna be cool yeah no i'm excited for that that's Thank for sure you. Oh man, we've been blabbing 25 yep. minutes. And that's fun. one of our <laughs> longest ones yet, probably. When we get going, we get going. Yeah, but it was great. We love talking to you guys. Appreciate it. We actually videoed this one, so we'll, we'll put some, up some... Some clips or something. Yeah. You're not watching the whole thing. We're goofy. You don't want to watch us. <laughs> but if you guys ever have any questions about any of the stuff we talked about or any things you want us to talk about, you can reach out to us yeah, on Instagram do. at Lost Highway Farms and... Mm. Highway Momotoki, or even out at Sweet Valley Farms, okay. And we'd love to help you with whatever we can and answer your questions and maybe even smoke together sometime. It'd be great. Love it. We appreciate you guys. Thank you.